0: Hi, Chris Vallotton here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoy today's episode.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Ali Valentin here. I'm here to let you know that this week, Chris has a special podcast episode to share with you. This conversation you are about to hear came from a recent live Q&A session on his social media accounts. I hope you enjoy it.
0: Christmas, everybody!
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, Merry Christmas! It's, it's almost
0: that time, man. You
1: are about to go on is it Christmas. Like Ten vacation.
0: days before Christmas or something?
1: It is close. Today is is the thirteenth.
0: Oh so gosh!
1: Almost. Oh, wow. almost Twelve almost. days of Christmas. Twelve days of Christmas, everybody! Right. I know. Merry Christmas! Oh. Well, where are you guys tuning in from today? Let us know in the comment section. We're Excited for another little live. How are you doing? Good. You getting ready for Christmas? I'm excited.
0: Ellie got Ellie and Elijah just bought a new house and they're moving in he hopefully did. today or tomorrow.
1: Yep. We bought it. So new exciting.
0: House. It is very your exciting. Your first house. Your yes. first house that you own. So exciting. It's very so exciting. So proud of you guys.
1: Aw, thank you. Elijah's
0: already making a gate in my shop. This is true. He is. He, true. Is. he yeah.
1: is. How have you been? What have you Good. been up to?
0: Oh man. Just uh, it's been a lot of work this season, this and season it's been has... good though yeah, yeah it's been good okay. it's just uh getting ready for you know the mob to come to our house
1: the mob <laughs>
0: i wrapped like 20 gifts yesterday kathy showed me how to do it and so she yeah. i haven't been allowed i like i i went to elf training and i flunked out oh my gosh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. there's a technique for Gra- sure.
0: grandma claus she clocked me
1: she said, get out of
0: here. Yeah. So yesterday I said, I want to help. And I said, why don't you wrap one gift and I'll wrap them the same way. So I wrapped like 25 gifts yesterday. She was very, the, She it passed.
1: Did it pass? It
0: passed. She was like, that's very good.
1: So yeah. you went back to. I'm, <laughs> I'm back time. in
0: elf training again.
1: Oh my elf gosh. Elf 101. Oh my goodness.
0: Oh, that's too good. I know. She has, she's, has a high standard for how to wrap packages.
1: I guess so. I mean,
0: I think duct tape looks nice. Um, on, do don't you? you? On duck a Christmas tape. package?
1: A bit of silver on there? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I silver don't know. bells, hear them ring? There it is. Try to open that duct tape exactly. package. <laughs> my That's goodness. I mean. Well, look at that. I see people tuning in from Brisbane, Australia. Uh-huh.
0: It's a waste.
1: I love that. From South Africa. They said, When are you coming to South Africa for an African Christmas? <sighs> right. That would be fun. My church back home used to do a mission trip. To Africa, I don't wow. remember which. Country. Not South
0: Africa, probably. Probably not South Africa. No.
1: I think it was Uganda during Christmas.
0: Yeah, I, we have some people from. I don't know if they're on right now, but last week there was people on from Uganda. Really. This is the beauty of ministry in the 21st century, man. He people who don't internet. like technology. I'm like, think about how many more people get touched because of technology. It's so true. It's just crazy. It's
1: wild. Well, today, okay. are you ready to jump? Q and A's. In? Well, first question. Okay,
0: let's get serious.
1: How do you get over things slash dis- let disappointment go? Good question.
0: I mean, I'd love for you to hear it, to answer too, but mm-hmm. I think for me, well, I have this mentality, it really is a mentality, that everything works together for good. Mm-hmm. So, and that adversity is the mother of invention. Hmm. So, I. This doesn't work 100% of the time for me, but uh-huh. but most of the time I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. Why did it go bad? Mm-hmm. How can I do better? Mm-hmm. And I think that your best uh, revelation comes from your worst situations.
1: Yeah, you learn a lot.
0: You learn a lot from it. I've learned think so much it. from my failures. So yeah. much, And then it also connects you to other failed people. Mm -hmm. because they know I was talking about this today. People, you know, uh, shame is what keeps us from connection. Mm. And shame says, if you knew my story, you'd reject me. So when they hear my story of failure, they go, well, he wouldn't reject me because he's been there. Right. So I do think that sometimes failure helps to connect us with people who've had similar things. So I think ultimately it does Mm -hmm. work out for good. How about you? That's a, Really great question. It is a really good
1: question. Um, You know, sometimes I think we so quickly try to get over something too. And sometimes it's okay to sit in it and let yourself feel the disappointment. I think there were seasons in my life where I was disappointed, but I felt like this isn't a season where I'm supposed to feel disappointed. Like everything Mm. is supposed to, this is supposed to be like the best years of my life. And they just weren't. And just accepting the fact (laughs) that you're hoping these weren't the best years of your life, right? Exactly. And just like accepting the fact that, man, this is actually really hard and really sad. And knowing exactly what you said, the Lord works all things out for Mm. good, right? Like he takes, he takes our ashes and he makes them beautiful. And Mm so he's the master of taking the messiness and turning it into something that's, you know, a masterpiece. So. I think though, yeah. to be honest, it takes yeah. going through something like that a few times, <laughs> like sometimes and, you, and, seeing, it, and seeing something the fruit of it, yeah. something
0: beautiful come out of it exactly.
1: You know? It builds faith at the end of the day. you know my
0: son went through a divorce, as you know, and I was, it devastated me. I mean totally. it just it I was devastated for the kids, yeah, I was devastated for him, horrible. I was devastated for his wife, who's like a daughter to me, mm-hmm. and I was also devastated because I'm like, well i must not be a good father Mm -hmm. and then my daughter went through it 15 years later Mm -hmm. when her husband you know ran off with someone else and i was like okay i've been here before my son's divorce turned into something beautiful i'm not saying that was it was beautiful what he went through but we ended up with you know he married lauren who's just been amazing i have two more grandkids and i'm like i am not going to I'm not going to get down and lick my wounds in the garbage pit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray into this and watch God do something. So we're in the midst of a miracle right now.
1: He redeems it. He redeems it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But it's hard when you, especially the first time you go through something, it's hard. Right. Totally. Yeah.
1: Letting letting yourself just process it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Okay next question we are just going to be ping-ponging today we okay. have all sorts of different topics mm-hmm. in your opinion what is the greatest evidence for the existence of god in your opinion
0: oh man there's a hundred ways to answer that question <laughs> my, i mean for me the, uh, me personally yeah you know what I, I you know i've told the story at least five times on here mm-hmm. just this story alone so you know when i was 15 my mother was sick and i said up. Uh, out loud, if there's a God, if you heal my mother, I'll find out who you are and serve you the rest of my life. And he said, my in audible voice said, my name is Jesus Christ. You have what you requested. And you know, next morning my mother was well, and a week later the voice came back and said, mm. you know, you said, if, my name is Jesus Christ. said, if I healed your mother, that you'd, you'd serve me and I'm waiting. So, you know, that for, for me personally, personally, like mm. that's it right there. You know, totally. Um, I heard the audible voice of God only heard it twice in my life. My mother, we got, my mother was healed. I followed the Lord the rest of my life and you know that that did it for me Mm. you know for other people I think that you know it'd be like the you know the the all the the art. uh what am I trying to say you know the the people like looking at all the facts of history yeah and all the artifacts that they're digging up and Mm -hmm. for some people like that is more a connection for them yeah. How about for you? That's a great question. Though. I know.
1: It's a good question. I love how you had something that was so personal mm-hmm. and that, but you also pointed out that other people might look at something and needed something a little bit more like brainy or logical yeah. of like, I need to put some pieces together. I think one of the things for me that's always just been like, how do you explain this any other way is just looking at creation, like Ooh, just looking good. at ourselves. Like mm-hmm. our, our own being, like how in the world, you know, only God. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just even looking at the desires that have been placed into our heart, like it's so obvious that every human being has the desire to worship. If they're not worshiping God, they're worship, worshiping something else. And so you just see such the intricacies of Which, God's design. It's a little bit All like,
0: I mean, just thinking about there being no creator mm-hmm. when you look at creation. Now obviously Jesus, right? right. But it's that is not logical. Like that actually takes more faith to me. Yeah, it's crazy. To like look out at a car and go, there's no manufacturer. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. I
1: know it's really. So it's wild.
0: So that part for me, the intellectual part, is solved for me because I'm Mm -hmm. like you. How could I look at creation and go, there's no creator? Mm -hmm. That that just feels silly. It feels. Like you have to try really hard to not want a God,
1: right? Yeah.
0: To want not to not want a creator, yeah. to not think that all of this beauty and then life, yeah. Like I can make something, but I can't make it alive. Right. It just doesn't make sense how, pe- how people can how people can be rational
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not think there's a divine being that created everything. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Like that seems like the greatest. That seems like it would take so much faith I love how you
1: that. say that, yeah. It, it's faith. It's just...
0: Faith in the wrong thing.
1: Faith in the wrong thing,
0: yeah. It's... Faith in your, in your stupid. <laughs> um, no. And how does the finite, you know, understand the infinite, you know? How does the clay say to the potter, like, you didn't make me? I, I don't get me started, I can feel it the ramp. I coming. know. I can, you can feel it too, right? I like, feel should like, I manage it or feed it? I can oh tell. My I'm like, I can feed, feel feel we've been together a long time. I go, it, she's like, Should I feed it? Should, should I should I keep it,
1: egging it, it on? Should I
0: manage it? Should I manage it?
1: Okay, I love this question that somebody asked though. Somebody it feels timely for me, so I'm okay. gonna ask. Oh
0: gosh. They said the way you set that up scares me already. <laughs>
1: They said, what is the spiritual significance of owning land, and how do you steward it?
0: Well, I mean, you know, Second uh, uh, Chronicles 7.14, we quote all the time, you know, if my people are called by my name, will uh, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will forgive their sins, and I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. land. Yeah. And then the whole story of the Egyptians... Israelites coming out of Egypt was about land. Totally. Isaiah 60 is about land. And
1: think about how much (laughs) the Lord does, like how much the land affects your ability to live. Like, even in the story of Mm -hmm. Exodus, like different plagues cause different things to happen on their land, which caused it to be very difficult to live, right? all the different, all the, all the different So you're things. saying
0: that sometimes their spiritual so condition was played out in the land.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's true, right? Mm-hmm. Because when Israel didn't walk with God, you know, especially in the old covenant too, we have to this, is right. But their the spiritual churches. condition worked out in the land, right? Because yep. they would have these famines and they would say, God, why is the famine and God say, well, you, you know, you, you're serving idols. So it was worked out in the land. Exactly. The A real powerful thing is Isaiah 62. Uh, it's, it's the first 15, 10 or 10 verses, I think. It says, and to your land, will you be married? Yeah. And That's so, really you know, so I, I think, you know, there's two things that I think are really important. There's lots of things that are important for identity, but two things, who are your people and where is your land? Hmm. I think those two things are really important.
1: Something that's just coming to mind too is though like people that are quite nomadic, like what does that mean <laughs> to them? Like, is there a level of, well, I don't know, but you're kind of missing the mark. Like you're missing the significance of, of owning land or being a part of land by coming and going or whatever.
0: But, but you know, yeah. And then, you know, that brings up, Abraham was given a land, but he became, he actually was a sojourner in the land that he was supposed to inherit, hmm. which is interesting. In other words, he passed through the land. Yeah. And, and, and it's because he was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. So he was actually looking for a land that God built, you know? Yeah. It's so interesting to me. And, and yeah, gosh, we this could get deep. I, I can feel it exploding like it. in my heart. California, you know, I, I had some friends. This is probably a couple years ago. They're sitting in my office, their staff, they were staff and they were leaving California for the sake of their children, which I get and I understand, totally. and they're like, I don't want my kids to be in a California school with all mm. the, you know, transgender teaching and the homosexual agenda, mm. you know, uh, being, you know, and with and the woke yeah. agenda being taught through the schools here, and I, I'm listening to them, <laughs> and, and then I was sitting right there on that couch, and, and all of a sudden, something just came over me. Mm-hmm. And I stood up and I said, and then of course they're sitting there, like you know they're just being honest. And I stood up and I was like, the devil is not driving me out of my land. My my grandfathers were born here. My father lived here. My 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 children were born here. My great-grandson's born here. Like this is my land, and no one's driving me out of my land. <laughs> and they're just like, and then I thought, well that was probably a little much, you know. That was intensity got to. <laughs> But, but what happened is I, I found in that moment the ownership of my land. I'm like, oh, I actually have ownership of California. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not love our governor's stances. I'm not our governor. I never met him. I have no, I have, I don't know his, I don't know his motives. I don't like the stances, the moral stances of our governor. Mm -hmm. I am an opposite. I'm in a complete opposition to. Our governor's stances on morality, mm-hmm. complete, and I hate what's happening in the public school system. Mm-hmm. But when people like me and and you stand up and say this is this is my land, this is my land, that's what changes things over time. If we will stand, will stay in the in the fight,
1: yeah.
0: And I'm I plan on I plan on changing California.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do. I mean, not by myself, of course.
1: Yeah, that's really good. I mean it, and it shows the significance of even taking something. I mean, maybe you are not, I think sometimes people can think owning, owning land mm-hmm. as in something. So like, Oh, I assigned this piece of paper and now I'm the owner Very of good. it. But sometimes it's just going, Oh, I'm taking the responsibility over this space. That's in so which good I what you said. Live. I don't know. Well, that's Jesus, accurate, Jesus said but. that.
0: No, no, I think okay. it is. Jesus talked about the, uh, the hireling, Runs when the wolf comes
1: mm-hmm.
0: because he's not an owner.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And what I'm getting at is that, just yeah. that. Yeah. Like, if I'm not an owner and I see trouble coming, I'm like, I'm out of here. Mm. But if I'm an owner, I can't. I'm not like you're not taking my sheep. Right. <laughs> but but if I but if I'm a hireling, I'm like, you don't pay me enough to put my life at risk for these sheep. Yeah. Right. So I think that's like ownership is so important. We teach it as the primary uh, one of the primary motivations of, of leadership
1: it's so is good. ownership. Taking ownership. Yeah. That's what I mean. Right. So good. Um, and you
0: just guys just bought land. So
1: we did. It felt very timely. <sighs> very timely. <laughs> okay. This question, is there such thing as over spiritualizing? What, how do you identify it? How does it look? Is how this person worded the question. What do you think? My goodness. Well, I have well, a strong
0: opinion about it, but I want to hear, i I, want to see you fail first
1: no you know why i'm not gonna fail (laughs) (laughs) because
0: i've been doing my (laughs) studies (laughs) (laughs) i'm working for kb ministries
1: um (laughs) well listen i think
0: i do think that everything is spiritual but Mm -hmm.
1: i can't i i do think sometimes we blame things that are Mm -hmm. very natural Mm -hmm. on the spirit world when in fact it's like no you just need to set your alarm and you need to get out
0: of bed (laughs)
1: right like there's really practical components (laughs) 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 <laughs> but <laughs>
0: seriously, so good.
1: Like I don't know. I've the been devil in, was
0: with me all night. Okay. It's like no, you just didn't set your alarm.
1: Yeah, like there's just there's silly things. Sometimes we can blame the spirit world on stuff, and then sometimes we we are blaming things that are relieved to the spirit on physical. Like it goes both ways. On but natural
0: things. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think sometimes what does it look like? Oh my gosh, a mil- a million different ways. I think in a million different circumstances. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't think of uh, one specific example off the top of my head, but I think, I think examples like that where sometimes it's just something so practical, it's a discipline, it's a, a, just a normal everyday thing. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's not spiritual elements to it. Maybe there, it really is a reason, maybe spiritually that you can't get out of bed, but sometimes it's not.
0: Yeah. There, there is a big, especially in the charismatic movement, there's there is a big movement towards hyper spirituality mm-hmm. where I think you said it well, where we blame everything on the spirit and 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 also on the spirit world. And I think there are hyper spiritual people that actually are very fearful. yeah, and I think like God tells them what to wear, God tells them where where to go. God tells them when to go poop. God mm-hmm. tells them everything. And when you get in the presence of people that are spiritual, you wonder if you even have a relationship with God. Yeah. But really, I, I found this in every case, like you wouldn't say it very often, right? Mm-hmm. In every case that I've ever run into with hyperspiritual people, mm-hmm. and I just described what I think hyperspiritual means, they are deeply afraid of people. And what I'm really saying is, I don't want you to tell me what to do because I don't trust humans. Mm-hmm. So God tells them everything. When in fact they have no relationship with God,
1: mm-hmm. or they have
0: little relationship with God and no relationship with people, so I think that's a big, big big, big, big challenge. To... We have dealt with six people that I would call false prophets here mm-hmm. over the 25 years I've been here. Every one of them has been hyper spiritual. This is I even wrote it. In, I wrote it in two books. Like one of the symptoms of a false prophet in my mind is that they're hyper spiritual. Mm-hmm. God tells them to do everything. Yeah. And they have very little relationship with humans. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a big problem. The other thing is, I want to echo what you said. You know, some people are like, I'm under warfare. My body's always sick because the devil's after me. It's like, no, you eat like crap. Yeah. You know, you're 70 pounds overweight. You don't right. exercise. And you know, you don't take care of your body. Therefore, whatever a man sows, whatever a man sows. So shall we read? Yeah. So it's like, you can go to church and read your Bible. And you know, and grow your spirit, man. But if you don't take care of your physical, man, then you're you know.
1: right.
0: So it's and our like body's
1: still, like vice on spirit. Yeah, and I, I'm not great at
0: it either. So there's no, I'm not throwing stones at anyone. I'm no. simply saying that sometimes we, we, mm-hmm. we aren't taking care of something in our life. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe we say we're going to do something we don't consistently, so our reputation becomes our reputation, and pretty soon people don't trust us. Right. It's like oh, you know, there's a war against. People just don't trust me. And I think the devil's after me. So, like, no, you actually consistently say you're going to do something and you consistently don't do it. Yeah. So, people don't trust you. Yeah. So, you know, so it's sometimes we're spiritualizing things that are like you said, like, no, actually, you don't watch over your relationships or you don't watch over your body or you don't, mm-hmm. you you know, you, you don't watch over your job. And then you want to blame the devil. You know, it's like, no.
1: It's so true. I'm like, I have a Of course, million, I've never done that. I have, that. I have never done that. Oh, yeah, totally. It's
0: the other people. It's
1: all the other people that yeah. do it. But, man, I had a had a thought and it went out the window. But, you know what? Something I also read recently in one of no, your books. The bird flying away.
0: thought. out thought the window. Oh, okay, it's gone. <laughs> I was acting it out. This is <laughs> Well,
1: it's really out the window now. <laughs> I have no
0: clue what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Okay, well, moving on to the next question. <laughs> i think we'll have to wrap up this doing that getting annoying. <laughs> well i just can't remember anything because it just keeps going out the window oh my gosh oh okay wait we have some more questions that have come in hold on i think we have to end with this question okay. it's going back to um back to the land that we were talking about um what are practical ways to cleanse land homes from demonic spirits Interesting. I feel like that's such a practical thing that I hear
0: actually a lot of people that's talk pra- about. That's practical. Well. It's a practical thing. How do I get the demons out of my house? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe ask your husband to leave. <laughs> Ooh, that was oh. a bad joke.
1: Listen, oh my God. That was
0: a really bad joke, by the way. <laughs> Probably it's your children.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. i mean, considered your dog. I mean.
0: Yeah, a, a, a few things. First of all, let me say that. Um. Demons don't like to be around believers who have power.
1: Hmm.
0: So, when when you have a haunted piece of land or a haunted house, mm-hmm. and you love God, they, remember, on the cross, Colossians 1, Jesus defeated the devil on the cross and took away his authority. Yeah. So he has no authority.
1: Right
0: and then he's given us all authority
1: yeah
0: so so I I'm I'm addressing this picture of the devil's after me I'm like maybe after unbelievers Hmm. but not after you like he's trying to stay out of your way unless you don't know the authority you have in Christ very
1: interesting
0: so if I move into a piece of land and I dedicate that piece of land to the Lord like I, I don't have to cast the demons out I dedicate it to the Lord
1: right
0: then that spirit, those spirits that that are maybe, you know, I don't know if that piece lands in their Metron Mm -hmm. or they're in the land. I mean, there's lots of ways to think about like picture the spirit realm superimposed over the physical realm, right? Right.
1: Right.
0: Cause the the demonic realm lives in the second heaven anyway. All Right. right. So however you want to picture it. But when I move in, the Holy Spirit moves in with me. Right. Cause like I'm a mobile phone. Forgot like yeah. he, everywhere I go, he goes. Right. So it's not like the devil's like, this land is my land. It's like he's like, oh, it's a, it's another cold day in hell. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, be like, It'll be a cold day in hell. It's another cold day in hell. Mm.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: So I think that it's not it's not that big a deal. What I would say is, you know, every time we bought, built or bought a house, you know, like you guys are about to. Mm-hmm. Like I, we just dedicate that to the Lord. Whether mm-hmm. we do some kind of pr- prophetic act, like you know, pour oil on it, or whether we just, mm-hmm. you know, pray over the doorposts of the, the house and yeah. say, "This house is welcome. The Lord's welcome in this house," and and um, and every kind of demonic spirit that that was uh, had free reign on this piece of land no longer has. Yeah. And sometimes we go to the you know the posts, posts and mm-hmm. we proclaim. I, do yeah. You have something something else you want to say about that no
1: i'd say the exact same thing i think yeah i have distinct memories of my mom and dad putting oil uh, anointing our bedrooms anointing our house when we moved in or even if bad dreams like different things just making making sure that your space is dedicated to the lord and that you are yeah, we're, by the Holy Spirit.
0: I did a teaching, this is many years ago, youth group years, so that, mm-hmm. was, that shows you how far away it was long ago. But I was doing this dedication of dedicating yourself and your things to the Lord. Yeah. And and so, anyway, I get a call from the students. This is before cell phones, so it was like from <laughs> the phone booth. And our students were at the school, the actual high school, uh-huh. and with like oil, like I think it was like motor oil, and they just like. <gasps> They dedicated um, every door, every um, door to the
1: Lord. With motor oil. With motor oil.
0: But, you know, but they didn't give a little dabble, do you? They like. No,
1: they dumped it. They said, we're going to be real oil. So, the Lord. so they were all <laughs> solid, like,
0: we, we broke the principality over our school. We dedicated to the Lord. And then the next day I got a phone call from the principal, who was also a really good customer of mine. Uh-huh. And he's like, Chris, do you know anything about like all this oil running down the doors of our, school. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, did you tell those kids, did you instruct? I said, no, I didn't, but they will be there tonight to clean it up. So they had to clean every single door in the entire school.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So yes, but I think they got a little, I think they took my teaching just a little bit too serious.
1: Too seriously.
0: Yeah. Or um, didn't use wisdom. I'd say. Yeah, that totally.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Well, 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 we're
0: dedicating this, uh, Christmas to the Lord. I I just want to say uh, something that just came to my mind. I think that we should dedicate our homes to the Lord as our family members come. Mm -hmm. You know, as they walk in our house, whether they're believers or unbelievers, Mm -hmm. that we create create, um, a space for the Holy Spirit. So when our relatives come, our friends come over, uh, some of them stay overnight. We dedicate those bedrooms to the Lord, mm-hmm. and we pray for encounters. So, Lord, we just do that right now. We yeah. pray in Jesus' name yeah. that our houses would be houses of acts. Yeah, that wonders and signs and miracles would happen in our houses, especially during Christ for the masses. Mm-hmm. Lord, we pray for that in Jesus' name. We pray for Your presence mm-hmm. more than the presence under the tree. Yeah, and we bless every single person on this call and people who will listen later. Yeah. we pray, God, that they their houses, their land their children, their their families, their, their, everything they own physically even would be dedicated to the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvallatin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.